Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tom Verducci, one of the best scribes baseball has inside of Sports Illustrated, documented what he knew in terms of how this fell apart, how the deal with Carlos Correa disintegrated, and it's very good to have him here on with Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. How are you? I am well. Thanks for having me, guys. So, you know, every time probably someone brings you on to talk about a baseball player, they ask you, can you compare him to someone? Can you give me a comp for who you think he might be one day? Uh, Tom, can you give me a comp for anything business-wise that you think relates to what the San Francisco Giants have gone through with Carlos Correa? No, there's nothing on this scale. I mean, listen, I remember back in the day, Aaron Seeley thought he had a uh, job with the Orioles, and they flunked him on the physical. He, had, he went to Seattle, pitched for a while. Uh, the Mets did it with the draft pick from Vanderbilt, Kumar Rocker. Igor Tori Alba. I mean, nothing as earth-shaking as this. I mean, you're talking about a deal over $300 million, one of the premier shortstops in the game. So, no. Uh, I, I don't even know if it's happened in other sports, guys, but nothing on this level in baseball that has ever happened. Based on all the information that you provided and that other people have provided, this all seems to go back to the owner of the Giants, Charlie Johnson. Is there anything that suggest that it could be any other explanation than him just pulling out at the last minute. Uh, I agree. I mean, these decisions are made at the ownership level. I mean, listen, the medical people can look at it and say, you know, we have some concerns here. This guy did break his fibula, had some ligament damage eight years ago. Uh, maybe there's something we saw in the physicals and the medicals that say, you know, it, there's probably an issue coming up down the road at some point. You know, every doctor I think is going to look at it a little bit differently. It's not an SAT test where there's just one answer. But the fact is, the doctor is not making the decision to get out of the deal. I mean, it's up to the owner to say, you know what, I trust your opinion. I'm going with you that we can't possibly get into this length. Or you say, okay, I, you've established what the risk is. I'm, an, I'm aware of that. I know that this guy's played eight full seasons of the big leagues without that injury ever coming back and being an issue. Uh, and we're going ahead with it. So, yeah, that, I would not put this on the doctors. That's what you're asking. I mean, this has to be an ownership decision. Tom, well, I, I, I just to clarify, I, I wasn't suggesting that the doctors are culpable in any way. I'm wondering if there's anybody culpable other than Charlie Johnson himself. I guess I'm asking is... I wouldn't is, think so. Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. Again, it's too big of a decision. I mean, 
Um, again, is he going to take input from Farhan, anybody else in the front office, you know, call around to, I don't know, other people in baseball who may have been in something like this position? Possibly, but I, but I can't believe this is deferred to, you know, even someone as high up as Farhan. I think this has to be an ownership decision. I think it's that big. Tom Verducci here on 95.7 The Game. So, uh, the Giants front office and their reputation today is what? Well, listen, I think being charitable, you say they're being very careful. <clears throat> this is something that's understandable to people in baseball um, that once medicals get reviewed, there's a reason why people reach agreement and you always hear it pending a physical. It, it's not a rubber stamp. Now, most of the times it is. It turns out, you know, to be pro forma, but, you know, you do have to go through these medicals and especially at this length of contract. So, the hesitation would be understandable just on face value. <clears throat> but I think the other element here, guys, is, is that Steve Cohen was waiting there. You know, the baseball has never seen an owner with as much money as Steve Cohen had. And he's not just in the New York market. He just It's not just that he has a team that hasn't won the World Series since 86 and he grew up rooting for that team. This is a guy who spends millions, if not billions, on artwork. And he's got the millions, if not billions, to spend on his baseball team. And we've not seen that dynamic in Major League Baseball. You're talking about one sport where there are really no guardrails. It is the, the most open, free market of the four major sports. And it's being tested like never before because we've never seen an owner this rich before. And, oh, by the way, also motivated. So I, I, I don't know if the Giants thought about this. I guess they did when it sounded like they were unofficially hemming and hawing. Hey, we need more time telling Scott Boris, we need to, you know, our doctors and medical people need more time to look at this. We can't go ahead with the press conference. We're going to release you from our letter of agreement. So you can talk to other teams. They must've known at that point he was gone. If only because, you know, the twins had offered a 10 year deal, but the fact is they had to know that Steve Cohen was out there. And, I mean, nothing says 2022-23 baseball like the fact that Scott Boris is calling up Steve Cohen, who's vacationing in Hawaii, eating dinner and drinking a martini, and says to him, do you have three olives for a third baseman? Now, $100 million now is one olive. So Steve Cohen on vacation drinking his martini basically says, yeah. And four hours later, Correa is a Met. I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly it all worked out against the Giants, but that's what happens when you have a suitor like Steve Cohen and the Mets sitting there. Tom, you wrote that in agreeing to give the Giants more time for a medical review, Boris says he asked the Giants to decide around 1 or one thirty, And by 1 o'clock, the Giants informed Boris that they were not prepared to execute the letter of agreement. Have you, in the past talking about other marquee free agents that the Giants found themselves bridemaids to be instead of actually wedding themselves to the free agents has an issue of response, timing, a lack thereof ever come up in, in, in all of the conversations you've had about why the Giants have not been able to sign a marquee free agent position player since Barry Bonds himself? Yeah, I I haven't heard that, and it was interesting you mentioned the bond because that ownership group officially hadn't even taken over yet. They actually had a, a deal in place. I guess that would be the inverse of dragging your feet. I mean, they couldn't wait to get that done. But no, I, you know, I have not heard that um, in this day and age and the way negotiations are conducted now. 
a lot of these things are being done by Zoom. You don't have as much in-person meetings with clubs as you did pre-COVID, actually, and those practices are going forward. So um, things seem to be move, move along, I think, quicker when deals come together now than they used to. But specifically the Giants, no, I don't know that they have finished second on, on somebody because they just weren't quick enough on the draw. Um, it, as a practical matter, and this is not a hard data question, but sort of just an opinion, how much damage have they done to their future ability to shop in the free market based on the way they pulled out of this? Not the fact that they, you know, you know didn't sign Correa, but the, the fact that they waited till the last minute and seemed to bungle the entire process. How much damage have they done down the road and for how long? I mean, I think the damage is minimal. I'll go back to the Orioles because it seemed like they always had a higher threshold on what concerned them in medicals than other organizations. And agents knew that. And you just sort of bake that into the calculus when you're talking to a team that, hey, you know, they're going to go tooth and nail over this. They're going to raise some issues because you guys know you can find an MRI on any pitcher who made 30 starts and probably find something in his arm or shoulder. So that's the only comment. And again, I don't think it would stop people, but you go in sort of wary of the history. I still think it comes down to the deals you offer players. It always comes down to the best deals and offering the most money. And I think the Giants are at a point right now where they have a hard time convincing players, and this goes back to Eric Judge, that you're going to have a chance to win every year starting now. And that's the biggest thing I hear from players. And sometimes it's just, it's eyewash because the deal just is so much money that they have to take it. But Players do want an opportunity because most of them, when they get to that point, are in their 30s. They've already made enough money. You're not providing or establishing yourself in the big leagues at that point. So you're looking for a place to win. And right now, and especially without Correa, the Giants are not able to tell people, we're going to win every year that you're signed here as a San Francisco Giant. I think that's a bigger deal than what happened with the medicals. So there, so I I, I want to be able to understand what you what you just said is you don't think there's any long term damage in the way they pulled out that in fact you know they're they're simply going to have to be able to establish the thing that we just offered you we intend to stand behind even though we didn't do it for Korea. Yes, I don't think there is long term damage there. Now listen, if something else comes out that you know, really harms the reputation even more. Just don't forget, the Giants and Farhan specifically, they're limited. They can't really give you chapter and verse of what happened, what the doctors saw because of HIPAA laws. Because just, just it's not the way teams operate in terms of releasing medical information about a player, especially one that's not quite theirs. So they can't really explain to all the Giants fans out there who are wondering what exactly happened. They can't really tell you. So you have to go by, in terms of the amount of narrative that's been established, the story from Scott Boris's side. Um, it's just the way it is. I'm not saying it's fair, but um, unless something else comes out on the giant side that they somehow were grossly negligent here about paying attention to details or maybe on the timing of things, because it did seem to take a while to, to come up with a response to Scott Boris about the medicals. Um, barring that, I don't think there are long-term issues right now. Tom Verducci, Sports Illustrated. Where do you think they go from here? I mean, they're, they're you know all, all of the fancy cars have already been sold at auction. So now you're, you know, in the Ford Escort, uh, you know, sort of 
lesser than free agents. I mean, we were talking about, you know, Michael Conforto, who's a Scott Boris agent. Like, good luck with that right now. Uh, Jerks and Profar, Adam Duvall, maybe Craig Kimbrell, take a flyer there. What, what, what do you think the Giants are doing today to improve their baseball team since they just walked away from uh, a studly shortstop? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Um, I like their pitching. You know, there's still Nathan Avaldi out there, but I would agree with you. You look at, you know, most of the top free agents are gone. They're off the board. Um, Conforto is an interesting case. Yeah, he's a Boris Klein. I get it, but that was a, a serious shoulder surgery that he had. Um, <laughs> you're really going deep into the medical files with a guy like Conforto. We know that's a, it's an injury that prevented him from playing an entire season. So that wouldn't stop me, though, if I were the Giants. You know, he's worth some at least looking at because they do need more bats. I'd be concerned, too, about their defense, guys. I mean, this was you guys saw it last year. It was a poor defensive team, and now you're talking about a game. The Giants pitchers put the ball on the ground as much as anybody. You're talking about a game without shifts, and the Giants for years were really good about dialing up the accuracy and having people in the right place at the right time. You can't do that. You know, without the shifts and pitchers who put the ball on the ground and as poorly as the defense was last year, I don't know where they go with that as well. So, listen, we know that the Padres are a really good team. The whole National League, actually, if you look at the flow of talent this winter and what went into the American League, what went into the National League, I mean, there's no doubt the National League got the bulk of the talent on the free agent market. And the top of the division, not the division, the league is absolutely stacked. So it's a high bar for the Giants to get to. Now, in a short period of time, it worked against them that this was a very fast-moving free agent market. We typically have a lot of premier guys out there after the end of the year. It's not the case this year. So I I really, I don't know where they go, but whatever their option is, it's not good. Um, This is a a more of a league owner's question. Given the kind of money that not just Steve Cohen, but John Middleton and Peter Seidler and some other guys threw around this winter, do you think there is any enthusiasm um, among the owners for trying to figure out a way to curtail either spending or lengths of deals? Because it seems like this was the market on steroids. Yeah, I agree, Ray. I mean, the the length really surprised me. The game had gotten away from that, but now I understand, obviously, a lot of this is essentially an accounting trick to amortize the cost over more years so that the average annual value against the luxury tax number isn't as high. Uh, I get that, but, you know, there's bills to pay down the road. Even if you're trying to reduce that tax figure, you're still paying guys in their late 30s, 25 to $40 million. but to answer your question, I think the answer is not so much payroll or tax thresholds because, you know, that Steve Cohen threshold they talked about at 293, I mean, he just blew by it. I mean, it wasn't, that wasn't in the way at all. So it, to me, that's not the answer. You're probably looking at in probably within five years, certainly within 10, expansion to get the 32 teams and expanding the postseason field even more because that becomes the governor against spending so much money that you can put together a $500 million team and yet the postseason is still a crapshoot. I mean, look at the, the teams, the six teams that won the most games last year, five of them, I mean, one won the World Series, the Astros, they were terrific. But the other five went six and 16 in the postseason. 
You know, the Mets went out, the Dodgers went out. All these teams are going out quickly with high payrolls, which shows you that, to me, the governor is on the field in short series in the postseason. Now, as a fan, you might not like having, well, now we have 12 in the playoffs. and 14 teams in the playoffs out of the 32 team or 16 teams in the playoffs out of 32, whatever the number is. That's sort of the backstop against putting together a super team. I mean, a team like the Marlins, how do they compete against the New York Mets? They really can't. So they have to get in the back door into a postseason. And I guess the encouraging part for those teams is last year we had an NLCS, which neither team had won 90 games, the Phillies and the Padres. That, to me, is probably the future of the sport, that more teams get in and you take your chances in the postseason, but you can't compete against these behemoths over 162. Uh, one last question for me, and it has nothing to do with any of this, but this story just broke a minute ago. Uh, an arbitrator has reduced uh, Trevor Bauer's suspension and basically making him available for the 2023 season. What do the Dodgers do about that? Do they bring him back? Do they pay him off and release him? How do you think this plays out? Well, first of all, it affects their bottom line because I, I think their plan was to get under the first luxury tax threshold and reset their tax rate. You know, as a third time offender, they would be taxed at 50% above rather than getting it back down to 20 for 2024 by getting under the first tax threshold, which I think is 233 this year. Uh, I don't know if it's possible now because Bauer's number is quite close to 40, if not over 40. So you've got that to deal with, but I'd be surprised if the Dodgers welcome him back and he's got a Dodger uniform on again. I just think it's it's so difficult for them to, to put him back in a Dodgers uniform, tell their fan base, you know, we know this guy was suspended for a year, and not that all is forgiven, but we want to move forward. It's hard to move forward with the amount of information that's come out from that case. Um, so it's, it's a difficult call to think whether he's going to be pitching for the Dodgers again, but I think Odds are probably more that he will not than that he will. Tom, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.